You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, Making Sense of Senseless Tales. I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler. I got two this week, because I like them both. Uh, I'm Gordy, the caffeinated renegade fighting the bureaucracy of sleep. Thank you, Arkness. And also, the secret sixth state of matter. Thank you, Ali Kazam. <laughs> both good. Uh, what are the five <clears throat> states of matter? The, the previous five. There's airs. Solids, mm-hmm. liquids, peanuts, gases, gogurts, uh, playdos, llama, fur, furs, silks, linens. <laughs> this is nothing. <clears throat> what's what's going on? And trains. And trains. What's what's going on? Solid, mm-hmm. liquid, gas, Play-Doh, gogurt. We got all five. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. We got them. This is this is the best science podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what the folklore? Where I will be reading to you to a strange folk tale or fairy tale from somewhere in the world. You two get to choose this time of three options. Mm. You have all your Gotta choices. Got to come up back. with a metric. Yeah. To um, choose our story. Yeah. But you two haven't heard this story before, and we will be evaluating it as though it were written by a modern author, and we are the cruel, heartless editors of the world. We're going to turn it into something new. And hopefully better by the by the end of it. Look, folklore, you be the judge. Here's the thing about folklore: you retell it, right? And so the person told it to another person by the fire, and then a thousand years, probably like two thousand years later, uh, <laughs> or people people around microphones told them to each other, and you just kind of add whatever you want. That's that's a folklore now. Yeah, that's that's the other thing about folklore is if you say it, it is. Yeah, this is an oral. This is a digital oral tradition. Copyright. TM. That's a, that's a pretty good <laughs> digital oral tradition that only we can do. <laughs> In the spirit uh, of we folklore, will come for you. this belongs to us. Great. So uh, we ch- we get stories in batches of threes these days. So Carmen's going to describe to Tyler and I our options, and we're gonna we're gonna choose one. But that before we she read. does that, it's it's boat watch challenge mode. Oh, a, bl- a blind boat watch. Yeah. This, this is like news the, to me. This is the grand teach you of boat watch. Yes. I want you to grand teach you a boat watch. Okay. Um, well, welcome to, <laughs> let me start over. Uh-huh. Now, welcome, welcome to boat watch, a segment where I guess whether there will be a boat in this story or not, but up, up, um, I'm boating it. Hard mode. Hard mode. Um, I'm, I'm still heavy metal remix. of. I'm still hot, like hot off the rush of a, of a genuine (laughs) hit last week. Uh Um, cause, cause I was, cause I was right. I felt it in my heart. I felt it in my soul and I went for it and it was right. Um, I don't got the fire this week. No, it's, it's not, it's not happening. Okay. No boat, blind boat watch. Um, usually I would know what the story is, like at least the title, before I or do where that, where it's from, or or where it's from, this I'm just whichever one we pick. Nah, there's not a boat in it. And then you try to noodle me for as much other information as possible. Um, do we have a sponsor this week, Tyler? We do. 
This week's episode is brought to you by There's a Wicked in My Thicket. Good name. Uh, who is Arn Thompson type 676 Open Sesame, which I picked at random because I realized last night at like 3 a.m. that I hadn't contacted this person or done any research on an Arn Thompson type. Wow. So if you want a better one, hit me up and I'll do it good next time. Wow, good job, Tyler. Uh, all right. So I guess I should give you two your options. Do you also want to blind pick your metric? No. Kinda. You do? <laughs> kinda. I kind of want to. feeling squirrely. I kind of want to know if there's maybe like water in any of the titles <laughs> or something first. Um, okay, Carmen, fine. Let's give do... him that detail and nothing else. No, let's... no, no, no. <laughs> We're committed to a blind. Um, let's do it totally blind. Okay, yeah. let's let's say... How are we gonna choose whichever st- whichever story? We got to do it by title alone. Yeah. Um, whichever title has the most letters in the first half of the alphabet. Okay. I don't think we've done that one before. Yeah. That's... What is the cutoff? Because uh, I don't want to do the whole M, alphabet out loud right M now. M is number thirteen. Okay. So anything M or before, which includes your L's, your it's a good chunk of the vowels. K's, F's. J's in the front end. D's pretty close to the front. Yeah. Not like he's not getting a medal, but it's up there. I feel like you could spell a lot of words with that chunk. Carmen. Yeah. How about it? Um, all right. So your options are the raven with the broken beak, the brahmin and the jackal. Brahmin and the jackal. I bet that one's going to win. And Perez the mouse. Not that one. I bet it's brahmin and the jackal. But you're you're actually looking at the letters. <clears throat> so why don't you tell me? I would I would also assume Brahmin and the Jackal. Just because I think it's, I think they're ba- almost all, except for like the R and the N and the T. <laughs> we're not doing it by percentage. We're doing it by total number. Yeah. Um, I can't can, wait until somebody points out that we did it wrong. Consider this an audio, like a vocal drum roll, because I don't want to have to download that sound effect later. All right. I'm counting a rough 14 and the raven with the broken beak. Okay. Ooh, that's a lot, actually. It's a long title. There's a lot of A's and E's in it. That's true. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, if I get these numbers just a little bit off, it's because I got distracted by YouTube. <laughs> uh, counting. It also, let me be very clear, does not matter. Right. Is M included in it? Up to M, M including? M is yes. yes M up is to the M first half included. of the alphabet. If you wanted... 17 on the Brahmin and the Jackal. Ooh, jackal clinched it because the whole word is before the M. Yeah, if, I know. If you wanted to know what my metric suggestion was going to be, it okay. was which one do we think has the most dogs in it, which I think would still be Brahmin and the Jackal. Jackal is... As Jackal is pretty dog adjacent. It, it is a dog. mouse comes in at six. Roughly. Yeah, fuck the mouse. Get out of here. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, so we are going to India. Makes sense. All right, so um, The Brahmin and the Jackal is brought from the book Princess Kalabati and Other Tales by Niaz Zaman uh, and suggested to us by Maddie Miller, who also went the extra mile and scanned this into a Dropbox with like a boatload of other Indian tales. So we're going to be coming back to India probably quite a bit in the near future because I'm actually coming up on the end of my suggestion list. Uh-oh, you know what that means. Flood the inbox. <laughs> <laughs> I do have like a whole pile of books over there that no. I cracked open. <laughs> no, let them do the work. <laughs> if you want to send it in summarized already, 
Don't if you want to send us an audio file of us doing the podcast, I would appreciate that. Yeah, if you could just cut out like all the all the disparate words that you want us to say and juice them together, we'll just kind of read it and make it sound like a normal person's speech. Like a computer gen- generated version of this podcast. Like a computer made ransom note. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so thank you, Maddie, for <laughs> suggesting this. Thank you. Thank you, Maddie. Uh, any other business we need to take care of before we get into the story? Check out our merch, wtfolklorepodcast.com. How's that P.O. box? It's Open. A, it's a, yeah, I got it paid. There was no interruption in service. Does it work? Yeah. Let's get that out. As well as any P.O. box in Atlanta, Georgia will work. What is it? It's on the fridge. What is it? All right, we'll look later. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, I should have that address memorized, but I only recently found... Like, got to the point where I can put the key in the right box the first time every time <laughs> without always referring to which other box has the Georgia Peach sticker stuck on it. So, hooray for me. I'm not good at numbers. All right. So, to India. The Brahmin and the Jackal. In a certain town, and you don't get to know which one. We've uh, been to certain town before. I think every country has certain town in certain this uh, There lived a Brahmin who was not rich, but he was happy, and he had enough land to grow food for his family and enough devotees to give him money that covered trips to the bazaar to buy what can't be grown from his ground. So, No offense to this Brahmin, but why do we care? Sounds like life's fine, pretty dull, and average. Yeah, this Brahmin's not the Brahmin the story's about, though. Great. <laughs> that, okay. Glad to have this mentioned. Uh, He had a religious son who had no interest in worldly matters, only in piety. And so he'd like do pious shit all day Um, and not do any tilling of fields or sowing of seeds. Just a real cricket. Yeah. (laughs) Crickets all about the piety, none about the farming. No work. No farming for crickets. Um, and this caused the Brahmin and his wife to worry over how this boy is going to feed himself once they're dead. I mean, he's got enough. I guess the followers don't like they give they give him money, but they don't do the farm stuff for him. Right. Right. Like devotee money is only going to take you to the bazaar. I mean, and, you know, food at bazaars is way overpriced. Owning owning the land and the farm seems like you could maybe pay some people to do the work for you. Also, for the listener, when Carmen read that passage, Cricket did fall over dramatically. <laughs> Reenacting the word dead in her own terms. She's still working on it. It's a, she's going for the Oscar. <laughs> All right. Um, so they figure that maybe getting him a wife will help ensure his continued survival in the real world. Like, tie him down to reality a little bit. Maybe encourage him to go pick up a plow. Yeah, mom too. <laughs> Yeah. Mom 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Make sure this kid wakes up and puts clean pants on. <laughs> and and clean up after him. Or just kind of hose him down every six hours <laughs> and throw him back outside. Um, luckily. Back at it. Back at that pious shit. <laughs> luckily, he is a hottie, so it's it's not that hard to find a willing bride. Um, so body after, with a pious body. Yeah. 
Uh, so they get some help from a matchmaker and they get him set up with another hottie. So sometime like, after the wedding, not clear how long, I like to imagine immediately after the ceremony was concluded, the Brahmin and his wife died. Once they saw their son married, they just decided like this is this is the moment. Job yeah. done. Yeah, we we have ensured his continued existence on the planet. Uh, we're sick of plowing fields, so we're out. That sounds okay. Um, yeah, so they died, and the son could not manage the property that was left to him because he had developed no survival skills in his youth. So just having a wife does not make you good at plowing. No. Dang. It's kind of what I was banking on. <laughs> it it does not. That's not like in the Matrix where you can just download like a program, <laughs> and then you know it. Plow.exe. <laughs> you wouldn't download a plow, would you? I would, I would down, yeah, that's, that's like the dream is to be able to just download whatever you need, right? Yeah. And it's all free for everybody. Mm-hmm. Seems great. That's- download farm.farm.edu and then, and then you are a farmer. <laughs> farm.edu? Yeah. You're a farm professor? If you, with that one you are. Just download Stardew Valley, and you're a farmer and a monster hunter. Basically, and like a guy who goes and does like errands and goes to like a flower festival, and yes, cool beach parties. Somehow, it is a very where you just situation. dump a bunch of stuff in a soup and feed it to the governor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and try not to poison that bitch. Yeah. A monster hunter and a farmer and a neighbor and a monster. <laughs> If it's iridium quality, it doesn't matter if the flavors blend. <laughs> All right, so only true gamers will understand <laughs> that one. So when their small savings ran out, uh, his bride began nagging on him every day about like not having any money for food or living or a job. Yeah, that I feel like nag is not the right the right verb. No, for that situation, but like, it is what the story wants you to believe. Plead, maybe. Beg, please get off your ass. Please stop watering the holy tree and go water a food plant. Water me with water and food and clothing. Uh, so he is he is now the Brahmin that the story is about. Great. Dad Brahmin's dead. Son Brahmin is the only Brahmin you need to care about. Somehow it got worse. Uh, so he turns to charity. Can't pick up a plow. Can't pick up a begging bowl. Turns to what? Charity. I thought you said to cherry. No. And I was going to be concerned. Don't don't summon that demon here. Um, so charity, charity is the cherry man's daughter. Interesting. Well, it's going to be chastity, but he spelled it wrong. <laughs> well, no, he just wanted it to be charity. It's it's spelled cherry D, cherry hyphen D. It was also a delicious new cherry based <laughs> beverage. Cherry D from the makers of um, Sunny Delight. Yeah, I was reaching, trying to reach for another drink. Cran Grape. The makers of Cran Grape. I don't know. Keep going. I would drink a beverage called Cherry Delight. I would not. That sounds gross. Cherry Man is my mortal enemy. I do not like cherry flavored things or cherries. Charity was enough to cover food and clothing, but she wanted fine food and fine clothes to match her fine face. Um, the kind that only jobs give you. And this this poverty clothes was just not going to cut it for her. So her nagging intensifies until he decides he would rather die than keep listening to her. So he goes to walk into a river. Okay. That's not... All right. Unconstructive? 
It's not the best way to respond. What no. if you just built a raft? Or just get a job. You own land that I mean, is like, plowable. Like, was his dad pious also? You can be pious and also have a job. Yeah. Like, there's not, like, be pious, just also, like, you also have responsibilities and you should take care of that. Find something that you like to do. Um, or walk into a river, I guess. All right, so so at the moment he walks into the river, a jackal passes by and is like, hey, buddy, why are you doing that? Seems like a bad idea. Um, and the Brahmin says, well, you're an animal of the forest. How can you understand my sorrow? A jackal named Clarence. Thomas. Jackal actually has a name that you find out later. Well, is fine. It, is it Clarence Thomas? It is n- none of those things. Scotus Justice. Um, so the jackal is a solid bro and will not leave him alone until he explains what's going on. So he's not just going to walk away and let this man drown himself in a river. Um, and so the Brahmin hmm. says, all right, look, I'm just, I'm sick of my wife's nagging. I can't give her food to eat or nice clothing. Um, so, you know, I'm just done. I don't even want to try. You didn't ever try. <laughs> I, is I'm, the thing though. Yeah, that's that's the big problem here. I'm I'm gonna walk into a river because I'm sick of my wife snagging. Is uh, I give one yike, probably maybe more yikes to come. But I give right it, now just a yike. I give it six Romanos. This <laughs> this really does deserve a a Romano centric scale, doesn't it? <laughs> it's starting to feel like it. It is it is a very Romano esque tale. Um, except for the jackal, who remains a chill, chill bro. Wasn't that in the Romano show with Debra? <laughs> a jackal who came by and called him on a shit. Every everybody loves Raymond and his jackal friend, Clarence Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a reboot of Everybody Loves Raymond, where they have the dog from Family Guy as another character on the show who just like calls out Raymond for being a dumbass. Just present. Yeah. Brian is just there. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, like specific, like Raymond whines about his wife nagging him for sitting on the couch and doing nothing, and then Brian just is the voice of reason. And once an episode, he wanders closer and closer to a river. Ray. Yeah. But if enough kids clap at home, he gets back out. <laughs> like he, he puts water wings on first, like in Blue's Clues. <laughs> Um, so the jackal offers some help. It's like, hey, look, you don't need to, to drown yourself in a river. This is a very solvable problem. In fact, I'm going to give you a cheat code, and I have a young she-calf that you can just take. This isn't a cheat code. Okay. Like, his problem is not not having things. He has been given things. He does nothing with them. Yeah. You're the, giving him another task that he's not going to do. Well, that is his complaint also. Yeah. So, I could see it coming. So how is he supposed to feed a calf? And also his wife's definitely going to think he just stole it when he comes home. Also, where did Jackal get it? Uh, what are you stole, doing, Jackal buddy? Stole it? Probably also. So like it is... So this is a hot, <laughs> this is a hot calf. Yeah, this, this <laughs> calf was fenced in some way or another. This is a laundered calf. Is it is a calf is a calf enough to turn it around? Well, the jackal says your wife's not going to say shit about this calf, and you know why? Oh. This calf produces a diamond every morning. Oh, from where? 
It does not specify. I look. There's two I made places. Assumptions. There's two places on a calf that a diamond could come out of, and there's one scenario where I don't want it. I'm gonna say with some authority that this calf is not producing diamonds. A jackal stuffed a bunch of diamonds in a calf for later. Jackal says, "If you squeeze this calf, diamonds will come out of it." Mm-hmm. Essentially. Also, can you hold on to it for me for like a couple of weeks until things cool down? <laughs> like I, I might ask, I might ask for it back if you squeeze a couple diamonds. Like let's say We're a couple diamonds, a couple diamonds fall out. You find them lying around. That's your business. I'm not going to ask any questions. Any of the feds come by, you say you don't know where they came from, and that's and that's and that's, that's the arrangement. You yeah. get, you get the calf. You get whatever diamond poops it does. Uh, I'll get I'll hit you up in two weeks. Exactly. Don't what? watch the news. <laughs> I like the voice that you have given to this jackal. All right. Um, so the Brahmin thinks the jackal is is absolutely full of it, and the jackal says, "Well, fine. Just take the calf home and see for yourself. Like Please. you've got literally nothing to lose." Um, mm. So the Brahmin brings home the calf, and his wife accuses him of becoming a thief. So he says, "No, I, a jackal gave it to me. I'll steal it." That's what everybody says. Don't worry, there will be proof in the morning when it shits a diamond. Uh, so she taunts him about it, and he tells her about the diamond situation, and she's like, really? And doesn't really question it after Only that. Only a jackal would know how to do that. Just goes to bed, basically. is like, we'll see. And goes to bed. Um, so the next morning, the calf has indeed shit itself a diamond into the straw and sludge, which I think is just the regular calf poop. Yeah. It the jackal didn't say it would only be a diamond, right? It is in addition to the normal calf stuff. You got you gotta sift through the rest of it. Uh, so the Brahmin takes the diamond to market, and the jeweler says, uh, "This diamond is worth like seven kings' ransom." I don't have enough money to pay you what it's worth, but that's, that's a very honest um, shopkeeper guy. But I, I imagine that that is hand in hand why he doesn't have enough to buy a diamond. But I do have 10,000 taka, so I can pay you that for it. If you just want, like, if it's just weighing you down. If you <laughs> this heavy, heavy diamond. If you need to get rid of it for some reason very quickly. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I saw on the news this morning. <laughs> I'm not going to ask. involve a lot of missing diamonds. I'm not going to ask no questions about where this diamond came from. You get... Ten, what is it, Takas? Yeah. 10,000 Takas. That's a good deal for a diamond, maybe. I don't know. There was a calling card at the scene that said, Fear the Jackal. <laughs> Fear the Jackal, love the Jackal. <laughs> um, so the deal is struck, and he and his wife has ne- have never seen this much money, and he's able to buy a lot of shit from the market and bring it home, and she's very happy, because now there's, she's got stuff. What did he come back with? It's not specified. The stuff she wanted. The PlayStation. Stuff. Yeah. Couple couple of those RC cars. Six rubber bouncy balls. Drone. One, good stuff. One sticky hand. Lamborghini. Doing donuts in the farm. Um, the next day, the calf shits another diamond, and this continues on. They get a regular influx of diamond poops. Box of zebra cakes. They grow rich. Pretty good. Yeah. I, we need some zebra cakes in here. Okay. <laughs> Yes, true. <laughs> uh, so they get rich, and their house gets fancier, and people get curious and a little suspicious. Yeah? Okay. We got some stuff to talk about later. 
I guess bookmark it in your brain meets. Yes. Um, so one day a barber comes up to the Brahmin and says, Look, Reverend Sir, you have not given me anything for many days. You have been blessed and you should share it because you are a pious man. Truth. Craig is in rare intern form tonight. Um, so the Brahmin says, Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, I'll make you a salaried barber. Um, but not today. Come another day and I'll give you some money then. A tenured barber. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the barber left, but he's not happy about the good fortune of the Brahmin, and he decides to find out from the the wife how this man, who was not too long ago begging on the streets, is now suddenly very rich. So the barber goes to the wife the next day and is like, hey, how'd you get so rich? And Jewel theft. She, she's a woman, mm-hmm. and no woman in the history of any world ever could keep a secret, because we just, we just blab it all out. Our mouths just keep yammering. Why is it a secret? Probably, if you have a calf that shits diamonds, you probably don't want to be broadcasting that. Why not? In the same way that, like, if you have a really good Christmas, you don't put the boxes of your new TV or whatever out in the curb. Sure I do. Do you not? I build a monument to it. (laughs) That's what the holiday is all about. (laughs) It's a monument to television. showing off what you got to other people. I put the boxes out front, and then I stand in the yard swinging paint cans and say, come get this. Uh, Wearing a Christmas sweater. They they don't want the diamonds stolen, I guess, right? Right. But it is infinite diamonds. Well, Just start giving them out like candy. Maybe. Ruin the economy. Yeah, I have I have some thoughts as to how it's all part of the Jackal's plan. I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and say I think yeah, like, he's diamond, governments. Diamond number one gets you ten thousand takas. Mm-hmm. Diamond number like ninety, not not really. I think you're gonna be struggling to sell in a couple weeks. Unless you find different markets, which you can now get to in your Lamborghini. Alright. Um so yeah, she blabs on about the diamond shit calf. So that night, the barber sneaks into the cow shed, waits to see the cow shit the diamond, and then takes the diamond and creeps away. Why do they care, though? They're going to get another one the next day. Yeah, when the Brahmin went to collect his daily shit salary, it was not there. Um, they're both surprised, but they figured, well, maybe it's constipated. No diamond today. <laughs> maybe we'll get two diamonds tomorrow. Yeah, who knows? Um, the next day, it was the same situation, but the barber, like... He's no longer satisfied just stealing a single diamond every day. Yeah, why would you be? He's got the rush from the theft, and he wants to pull a grand theft cow. Get all the diamonds. Um, so the next night, he steals the calf. How? Just takes it. How? There's no security. He just grabs it. Does he ride it? Puts it under his coat. Locks he airlifts it, it out with the drone he bought from selling the <laughs> with first the diamond. diamond. Uh, so when he gets home, he cuts open his bullock's stomach and then smears the calf with its blood. Why? He has a good scheme in mind. Okay. When he had finished this fun new crime, he called the villagers, all of them, every single villager. <sighs> in the come. middle of the night? Oh, I see where he's going. And he says, my bullock was carrying this calf and I had to cut it open and take out the calf. How- our our cri- crime weaver has some crime... Well, no, how dumb is everyone? Very. They see, a, <laughs> they see a bullock with a cut stomach, and they see a calf with blood on it, and they're like, yeah, that checks out. You know that calf 
calf grow, right? Theoretically, calf grow. <laughs> I've seen them. I like, and to I believe, don't even live on a farm. I like to believe he just like smeared a little bit of blood on the calf's face too. Like the rest of the calf is clean and well cared for, and then it's just like one smear of blood on its head. Baby. Yep. Newborn. Simba. <laughs> um. So they they agree with him and they go home, probably wondering why the fuck he bothered them with this calf situation. <laughs> yeah, why did you call us here at four in the morning to show us this cow? This is a very suspicious alibi. <laughs> <laughs> the whole it's, town saw. <laughs> so the, yeah, it's, it's like, clearly mine. Like you're really, really calling attention to like, wow, it's it's six <laughs> o'clock on April. 23rd in this bar and here I am. My calf was born holding this newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the Brahmin wakes up and finds his calf missing and tells his wife who remembers that she did blab about the calf to the barber and maybe he should go check that guy out because also the barber has not so subtly been hanging around their house for the past couple days. (laughs) Well he was fucking hired i guess that's not suspicious he's supposed to be there barbering he's on the job barbering 24 7 yeah they hired him they to hired be him to do exactly that time. i think i don't i think he was gonna start giving him annual money like he's he's a he's staff i guess also were they not invited to the town meeting no they were not is that not suspicious <laughs> maybe they're not villagers because they live on their own land hmm all right um so he goes to the barber's house, sees the calf, accuses him of theft, and the barber swears that it's his calf and that everyone in the village knows that it's his calf because they, they know the story of him cutting the bullet open. <laughs> you all saw it. You fell right into my trap, Brahmin. So the Brahmin reflects for a moment and realizes, damn, the villagers are really dumb, so I'm not going <laughs> to get any truck in a local court. Like, there's no way. Uh, I need to bypass the local justice system and go straight to the king. Yeah, vigil. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was going to. Tyler just had that in the barrel ready to go. (laughs) But yeah, I guess you could go to the king. (laughs) Pre-woven crime. (laughs) Ready to fire. (laughs) What were you going to say? Nothing. Um. So he goes to the king and they have a trial and the barber calls the whole village as his witness. That is cumbersome. And all of the village say, yeah, we saw him pull the calf out of a bullock. Well, no. You said the whole village. Yeah. So, of course, they are stacked on top of each other like a tower of monkeys and they speak in unison. Yes. Yes, we Continue. saw that. Yeah. Um, so the king asks the Brahmin if he has any witnesses, and the Brahmin says, Shivarim, the jackal, is my witness. Or Shivaram, the jackal. I'm not sure. I'm going to go with Shivaram. Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas, <laughs> the jackal, is my witness. And the king says, all right, we're going to finish this trial at next week's market. I, I guess. Oh, the- were you bored? <laughs> Yeah, I guess the king was like, taking too long. <laughs> like, I don't just, know. This one's kind of weird. I don't really want to. I don't really want to finish it right now. Village. We're gonna take a full week break, like when I recess. Put, when I put this trial on, I didn't really know what I was getting into. I'm not really in the right mood for it now. 
I'll, I'll come back to it next week. It's supposed to be a calf ownership thing, and I had to listen to the testimony of an entire village. No, I got to somebody, listen to a dog. Somebody recommended this to me, and they said it was good, but I just, I'm not that into it. A dog and known criminal. <laughs> <laughs> known jewel thief. All right, um, so bring your witness next week. And then he goes to take a king nap, I guess, for a week. Um, so the Brahmin goes to the forest the next day and finds the jackal and tells him the whole situation. And the jackal agrees to come to the trial, but says, I am going to be a little late. So just, like, get everyone together and then tell him to to hold on. Does he have something that he needs to prepare? Yeah, he's got. he's going to be the lawyer. He's got witnesses to kill. <laughs> Loose ends to tie up. So the Brahmin goes home, and when he gets there, the King's Herald is shouting at everyone that there's a mandatory trial meeting next week about this cow. <laughs> like, ev- the- everyone in this village is required to show up. Her Fucking per- finally. <laughs> her performance review is going to reflect today. Um, yeah, the King's Herald is, it's a mandatory. The entire village has to show up to this trial about a calf. They were already there. I know, but they have to come back. It's the- They don't care. They're dumb as shit. What were they going to do? <laughs> Um, so the court is packed on the day of the trial about, again, a dumb cow. Yes. As they... far as we know, no one else knows that this cow is a diamond-shitting cow. Like, it hasn't lifted its tail in this courtroom. It's just no. a fight over a normal cow. Yeah, it's just a calf fight. Um, but the jackal... With the key witness being a dog. Yes. The key witness has not shown up yet. And the Brahmin says, please wait. He said he would be late. Uh, we probably could have started this later. <laughs> but Could have accommodated, but, you know. Yeah. Um, so they wait, and the king starts to lose patience, which probably doesn't take that long, considering how the previous trial went. Thinking about stretching this out another week if he doesn't show up soon. Uh, and then the jackal hurries up to the the court. Uh, the jackal apologizes very politely for his tardiness, and says the river was on fire. None of y'all noticed, because you were here. Uh, some boatmen were smoking, and they dropped a piece of cinder, and then the river caught fire, and it dried the water up, and all the fishes were just flopping around. And I was really hungry, so I had to stop and eat all of them. So please forgive my delay. Some what now? Fishes. Oh, boatmen. Hmm. Uh, some some what? Some boatmen. Some yes, yeah, some men. Astride. A boat. Astride. <laughs> astride. Nothing. Just boatmen. Doesn't mean they're on anything. So some men sailors. Were, we're sitting on their boat, smoking a hookah. That's just not what it says. Some some guys in bright white sailor suits, just walking along. Doing a Broadway musical. I believe they might have been on their way to one, but it didn't describe it didn't describe a boat itself. I mean, a boat would not last long in a river made of fire. It's all. It basically doesn't. It's basically not there. I could check the original source material. You could. I don't know if that's necessary. You could, <laughs> and we could, or we could not. Um, I would like to use that excuse in court. <laughs> Just basically, like you don't gotta. Like, sorry. Like, I got, I got real hunger. Like. Basically, what he's saying is like, a a hamburger truck overturned, and I just had to stop and get me some of them. Like I, I saw an opportunity for free food on the way here, Judge, and I just I just had to stop. <laughs> Got to get that sloppy grease pie. <laughs> sloppy, <laughs> yes, in my my new restaurant introducing our <laughs> our main menu item, sloppy grease pie. <laughs> All right, so the king is astonished at this story and calls the jackal a dirty liar and says that anyone who believes a river can catch fire is a madman, and anyone who tells that story expecting it to be believed is a fool. That's a jackal. 
So in response, the jackal winks at him and says, Maharaj, can a bullock grow big with child? Anyone who believes such a tale is a madman. And then he puts on his sunglasses or takes them off. I don't know how it goes. Well, he takes off the first pair, but there's another pair underneath. Yes. Hidden do memes. Is, is that, was that the case? That was the case. That Hidden. was his. He, was, he turned lawyer. He didn't do a lot of prep for this case, did he? No, I just needed to get the king impatient. Did he really set the river on fire? Is, is that the end of the story? Uh, no, the king realizes the jackal is right, and there's no need to call any more witnesses because the original claim that this bull had this calf is not possible. Um, so he forces the barber to give back the calf and go to prison for five years dungeon. Barber yeah. prison. Yes. The special one just for barbers. Brahmin, the Brahmin and his wife and their calf live happily for the rest of their days, and the calf maybe stays the calf for all of that time. The end. Uh, yeah. Um, the jackal just said the thing that everybody knew. Yes. Well, In- everyone didn't know. They were dumb. But like, didn't didn't the Brahmin realize that too? Like, hey, no, it's a bull. The, yeah, the Brahmin knew that the barber was lying, but he also knew that the village was stupid, so that local like, justice was not going to get him anywhere. But like, nobody just thought to say, like, n- no, King, bulls don't give birth to calves. Well, Jackal thought to say it. I know, but like, no, I'm saying nobody the first go around. That didn't occur to anybody. Maybe it just doesn't sound as good coming from the Brahmin. Maybe. I mean, the the barber would have had a great case if he cut open uh, a cow and not a bull. Yeah, probably. Just just a tiny little error there. Maybe should've, he only had a bull. Should have bought a cow with that first fucking diamond. Yeah, yeah like, like get maybe your long wait, con in place. Like, why don't you put the calf in the barn? Wait till tomorrow. You he he already had a diamond. Yeah, yeah. Just go out, buy the cow, do the same plan, but with the cow. Easy. Barber, that's, see, that's, that's a rookie mistake. I like this jackal as a character, though. He is a chill bro. And also a criminal. And a criminal. And a a lawyer. And a lawyer. (laughs) What do you think he did originally? Like, like he, he did, he did stuff a bunch of diamonds into a calf, but why? Like, was it just, just pure, like, diamond heist, or was there more to it? Maybe this was the plan. All along? Yeah. To do what? He was Count of Monte Cristoing the barber via the lazy Brahmin. Yeah, that barber did something to him. The Brahmin is a fall is a fall man. Yeah, no, he doesn't have a lot of personal gumption. The Brahmin is a fall man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or at the very least, a pawn in the jackal's machinations. Sure. Um, what are the characteristics of a jackal? Folklorically or in real world? Folklorically and physically. Folklorically, um, a lot of times they're tricksters. It's fun to say. Folklorically. Folklorically. I know you're just following Tim's suggestion to get me on a Google (laughs) thing so you can make a cry while I'm distracted. Quick, quick. What? What do we do? Um, We're already talking about crime. (laughs) Yeah, but bigger. Bigger and broader and better. Bigger, broader. Folkloric is a word. But see what the other forms of it are. Folklorically. Can you find some that rhyme as well? That'd be great. Um, Wix- the dictionary says it's a word, but I don't know if that counts because it's a wiki dictionary, so anyone can say. Where'd the diamonds come from? Gordy shoes that are printers. 
What do we do with them? Shoes that are printers? Yeah. They break all the time. You can't do anything <laughs> with them. Well, they print more shoes. It's fine. The shoes that print more shoes? What else do you do, though? Um, Sell them? Steal them. <laughs> take take over. I don't know. It's really hard to do this on the spot. <laughs> Orga- organic crime is where it is, is how it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, where did the diamonds come from? Who who did they originally belong to? Were they the kings? Yes. Because I think that'd be kind of fun if the jackal stole them from the king. And the king just didn't know. And then, and then passed them to the Brahmin and then proved in the king's court that the diamonds actually belong to uh to the brahmin and then the jackal can come back later and be like hey bud i do i do need that calf back (laughs) and then if and if the king ever says anything he can just be like uh no king you proved like you decided in your court that this belonged to the brahmin so it's a double long con yes encountered a jackal other than the one who um tried to take the python's place that's the only one that i can think of Python? It yeah, was a Python really long wife. time ago. Yeah. The Python's wife. Which I only remember because we or made the, a, no, a very good movie. The Python that. wife. Yeah. The Python was the wife. Yeah. The bird was the husband. Um, jackals are like physically, they're like a coyote mixed with a fox, sort of. Short hair? Uh, longish. Like longer than a coyote. Trying to think like how a barber could slight them. Mullet. <laughs> Jackal just, mullet. Just a bad cut. Um reverse mullet and barber's like what are you gonna do guess you're just gonna have to wait a month till it grows back and jackal's like i'll do you one better i'm gonna ruin your fucking life (laughs) (laughs) how about that i'd like to bring bring in something i call the reverse mullet where it's Um, very long in the front this is the species of jackal more likely to live in india Mm -hmm. the golden jackal says that uh it's the northernmost species so it lives in north and east africa um, southeastern Europe and South Asia to Burma. So this is the one that would have been in that area. It could have a bad haircut. Like there's enough fur there to give a bad cut to. The jackal wanted his basketball number. Cut into his head? Yeah. Cut into his back. He said this is why the barber For had display. to take. This is why the barber had to take a fall because he, he did a bad cut to yeah. the jackal. Um, I, I like him getting over on the barber and the king. <laughs> yes, I do like the double grift. Uh, what is next for the jack? The way the way I see this story is, I don't care about the Brahmin. No, I it's, never did. Yeah, it's all it's all jackal. Yeah, I think that jackal um performs a similar trickster role that coyote and fox does. Um, but they're known for being very intelligent. I believe they're solitary. They're good stealers. They're scavengers, and most scavenger species tend to be seen as steel. Like, tend to be attracted to jewels, yes. Um, yeah, they like they like sparkly things like crows. <laughs> yep. Um, crows are scavengers, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, proven. Um, what's the next heist? I'm not interested in reflecting on the Brahmin's life at all. No, he doesn't have a life. There's nothing to reflect on. Yeah, he yeah, like, he's ri- he's he was poor. Now he's rich. Good for him. He's, there are bigger things happening. He hasn't done anything good with his riches. He didn't do anything to help himself out of his poverty. And I'm not like, again, I'm not saying like poor people have to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. But if you inherit land from your dad and you do just sit on your hands the whole time, like if you have the means within your reach and you just sit on your hands the whole time. And are con- like constantly presented additional opportunities 
to do anything. Right, and refuse to take them, like... It's a very specific scenario that we're upset with. Yeah, like this This is a guy who came from a place of privilege who squandered it and then expects everyone else to help him out of it. Uh, art. Art? Yeah. What about it? Like a big statue. Oh, that's that's what the jackal does next? Yeah. Art theft? Mm-hmm. Um, jackal strikes me, yeah, as like the classy kind of thief. Yeah, I think he's going to, like, he's now got his chops as a lawyer. He's won his first big case. The whole town saw it. So I think he's going to be able to move into white-collar crime. Yes. Insider trading. Um, stocks. Basically a crime, I think. Yeah. Doing anything with stocks. Touching stocks. Thinking about stocks is a thought crime. Knowing about Just stocks. Just a bunch of proxies. What? Proxy jackals. Mm-hmm. Um, art art crime, I think, is good. That's a, that's a classy crime. That's not like knocking over a Walmart or a Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> What is Yeah, Walmart crime is a coyote crime. It's the kind it's the kind of the kind of criminal that like puts a cigarette out in the middle of the, the heist and leaves a rose or something or a big jackal poop. <laughs> With a rose in it. That's yeah. his calling card. And it does say fear the jackal in the poop. What art that you can think of is the biggest big rock? Because I like the Brahmin and feeling lazy this week. So if we could just fit that in here, that'd be great. Which art is the biggest rock? Yeah, the biggest um, big rock. There is the the. She's googling again, the, Gordy. These printers, we gotta move them. What do we do? The sh- these shoe printers. Yeah, they're on wheels. Um, they're like wheelies, but dude, they can print. Is Payless still in business? No. Superstore shoe outlet. <laughs> no, what about they, the, what about those underground? They went out of business selling copies of Fern Gully Four. <laughs> what about? Don't people get into like warehouses and they buy sneakers or something? Maybe people buy you're shoes. Thinking, you're, you people buy shoes a, off of trucks. You gotta get away from printing shoes. <laughs> I've I've stuck on this idea. The, the I can't. feature of the shoes is that they are portable. You wear the printers because you can bring them anywhere and they can't be traced. But what do they print? Anything else other than shoes? Are they? Th- <laughs> Um, the sky, the wimbus is the limit. It's a low limb limit. This is this is what we call a B plot. Can, can we take a what the folklore trip to Zoo Atlanta to do the giraffe feeding experience so that we too can touch the wimbus, brush we're, our fingers we're, across? We're, the we're touching well, I the would wimbus be more now. Interested in measuring the wimbus? Yeah, can we? Can we go pay for the giraffe feeding experience? Once and for all. But bring a tape measure with us and say, hey, guys, bear with us for a second. We got some science to do. Hey, do you have a taser that can make this giraffe's neck stick straight up? (laughs) We cannot have any bend or wiggle room in this. We got to know the exact height. And also, do you have a phone number of an NBA star that we can have dunk next to this giraffe to see once and for all, which is the taller? That's the tough part. I don't think Zoo Atlanta offers a pet the giraffes and like and Shaq will come <laughs> dunk next to it kind of deal. Shaq lives in Atlanta, but All right, maybe. Shaq, if you're listening to this and Zoo Atlanta representatives, if you're listening to this, I think the three of us can all team up for a really great experience and we can donate for, it to giraffe slash wimbus conservation for for a great and very confusing 90 <laughs> seconds of television <laughs> how trainable are giraffes you want to get one to dunk yeah could it be a dunk contest 
Yeah, why between not? the best dunker and a giraffe. I mean, we could probably get an elephant to dunk. I don't care. <laughs> did we did we give up on art that's a big rock? Uh, no. no, I have a I have a hit. She started googling. <laughs> yeah, you guys did your shoe crime. Oh, the shoes that print more shoes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So in 2012, Los Angeles, Los Angeles County Museum of Art unveiled its new rock star a 340 ton boulder perched above a long walkthrough trench is that it this installation is called levitated mass and is a new work by artist michael heiser open to the public in june 24th and this article was june 19th 2012 okay so first the jackal needs to build a goddamn time machine (laughs) okay Um, and yeah. then what? So this steal is steal the big big rock from the future to the past work, and live on it. This is from uh, NPR, by the way. It's an article from NPR. I guess I should cite the the thing. Um, yeah, workers dug the installation's trench. I I think it's a lot of clout for an artist to just like think up to find a rock and say <laughs> I did it. To find a rock and say you do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's that. Like I have this idea. Can we hire a team to dig a trench for me while I like sip a mint julep and think about the meaning of this rock? Um, so back then, museum director Michael Govan could visualize just how the finished piece would look once the enormous boulder arrived because it's just it's just a rock on a trench. Probably looks like the rock, huh? He says you'll be able to walk down under it. Yeah. And as you walk under it, the rock bottom moves up and you will feel the sense of a huge monolith that's kind of levitated. It's magic. It's a big rock. What if the printers printed diamonds? That's... Or something that looked so much like a diamond that it was... Am I boring you with the big rock solution of your dreams? No, I'm just trying to finish this up, too. <laughs> it's there's a, lot of, there's a lot happening at HQ. I appreciate all the information that you're providing, but I don't have to provide it because you're doing it. Um, uh, the rock was from Stone Valley Quarry, 60 miles east of L.A., where workers from this other company charged with managing the boulder's transportation assembled the vehicle that could carry 340 tons of rock to the museum. Are they going to print them in the shoe, though? What if the shoes printed an exact replica of yourself so that you could put it in your bed and sneak out with your cool team friends vehicle, at night? That's a good product. This vehicle is the true piece of art. Like, it's the only <laughs> thing that was made. Emmett's... Emmert's boulder hauling vehicle measured roughly 300 feet long, had 22 axles and about 200 tires. No. I, I Did made God eight... print a rock so big that we couldn't crime it? I sat in the freezing rain for almost six hours on Saturday to make 80 goddamn dollars off of my art. You should have found a rock. I should have found a rock, <laughs> and then companies will be clamoring to build custom trucks did to carry this Did you even look rock. for one? I did not. That was my fault. That was That's my mistake. your mistake. And uh, this is why... This is... Oh, I've well, got it. Yeah. We can close the loop. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Go ahead. The jackal built a time machine yeah. to get this big, big rock from 2012 Yeah, when the article was written about it Yeah, after it was famous. Because before it was famous, who the fuck cares about this rock? Right. But now that it's art, it's famous. So he comes and he gets it. <laughs> right. He sells it to the king Yeah, for a bunch of diamonds. Yeah. That's where the diamonds That's come from. That's where the from. diamonds come from. But then he's not stealing the diamonds, so he's got to get give the diamonds back to the king somehow. He get he get he invents 
shoes that print diamonds. <laughs> that's not no, that's not the one. Guys, this this truck was going to travel 20, 5 miles an hour. No. Only on city streets, only at night. No. It required a crew of 12 and police escorts. And they had to get permits to move such a large rock through four counties and 22 cities. Okay, I've got a better idea. He sold it to the king for land, not for diamonds. Okay. It was in order to set up his crime headquarters. Okay. Jackaltown. Jackaltown. <laughs> it's, got, it's got a sign out front so you know. And then the king cracked open the big, big rock and it was full of diamonds. Uh, and he had to have those. When, when the jackal... Well, Jackal knew because he went to the future to find out about it. Okay. It, it took the rock 11 days to get 60 miles. <laughs> Whenever it stopped, people turned it into a spontaneous street party. Here's a photo of the rock in the truck. That's a big rock. It is a big rock. I, it is also still a rock. I hope you're enjoying like the three separate plot lines <laughs> that are happening at once with no sign of stopping. <laughs> this is the primer of podcasts. This is insane. So, yeah, go check out the article title on NPR. It's 340 tons of art levitated mass to rock LA. I mean, here's the and thing. And there are a lot of quotes about why this is important that make you feel small as an artist. He d- he did the art, and we're talking about it, aren't we? It's true. He did, and now he it's immortalized. He won the game. On this podcast. And it's and it's now part of folklore because a jackal stole it. <laughs> From the past. <laughs> Is that, can this be done? I think that solves it. Yeah, we fixed it. That was a, I, I'm willing to bet that was a more entertaining story. We could take a poll. Sure, we'll take a poll. <laughs> Original tale or Big Rock meets Shoe Diamonds meets Jackal Time Machine. <laughs> so thank you, Maddie, for suggesting. Thank you. This story. Um, boat watch count. We're going to leave this up to a user vote because a boat did happen, but it was part mm, of a lie. Boat men happened. Boat, yeah, it said boat men. It didn't say they were on a boat. You can be a tractor man, but not be on a tractor. We're gonna set that to user vote. Did Gordy, did Gordy get this boat watch? Trucker doesn't stop being trucker when they get coffee. Exactly. This is my point. He saw a boat. <laughs> they man. don't become coffeemen. He saw a boat. They're boatman. still trucker. It was on a river, but they could have been doing anything down there. Could just been splashing, having a good time. Maybe, maybe swimming on a boat, snorkeling, smoking. Drowning? You never know. Smoking. Also, if it pleases the court, they were imaginary. There's, a, there's, that is there's a, also part the, of a lie. That is the part that I am willing to concede. <laughs> right. is there's that also it was a that, lie about a boat. Is that this didn't, this did not happen. <laughs> so we don't even have to fight about it. So, so listeners, uh, if you think Gordy got the boat watch, uh, let us know. I did. If you think Gordy, I think via the letter of the law, because failed. it wasn't a real boat. <laughs> failed the boat watch. Uh, we'll let you decide. No matter what these two crow at me. It's correct. <laughs> uh, make it end, please. Uh, thank you. There's a wicket in my thicket for sponsoring this week. Thank you. Thank you. And again, I will do a better Arn Thompson if you want one. Um, thank you to everybody who has been tweeting about the show, uh, like Nameless Iguana, who is now... Uh, boy, you went through this real fast. Um like the whole like the whole like the whole dang show in a couple months that's a lot um, i think that's unhealthy yeah uh, you should see a doctor thank you thank you vinka for 
explaining there's a lot of letters in this. I don't know what math you're talking about, but uh, Vinka did did tell me the number of crossover movies you can get out of those out of those seven heroes. Well, now add another one. Yeah, so just one twenty-seven. Add one more because now there's the freelancer. Um, great. Thank you, Doctor Bray. Thank you to the people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to the people. Uh, please share the show if if you like it. Um, right right now, tell somebody about it. Word of mouth is the best way we grow. Um, so just yeah, if you think you know somebody who would like it, just tell them about it. Shout it in a crowded theater. If yeah, if, as long as you can see it. When you go to Avengers Endgame, because I know you're gonna, because everyone's gonna, just shout what the folklore. I'm not going to see Into the theater. Um, Thank you to all of our patrons for keeping our life fun and exciting. Um, And thank you to our top tier patrons, Sarah, Maya, Robert, Wyatt, Soapy Foten, Kelty, Cole, Allie, Crimson, uh, McGregor, Nathan LaScott, Yahweh Yowie, Leticia, April, DPRCM, Nell with a K, The Day Dude, Pyrus, Hi Liztis of Wimbus, Grace Daughter Wimbus, Snufkin with a knife for president for 2020, Jeremiah, Gordy's evil doppelganger, Haley, Tim is back and rebuilt better than before, better, stronger, faster, Dominic, Justin, Lily, Jenna, Jen, and Heather. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, John Waterbottle. Thank, thank you, John Waterbottle. John Waterbottle. Thank you, Roll Doll. Thank, thank you, Roll Doll. Thank you, Knives. Thank, thank you, Knives. Thank you, The Neon. Thank you, thank you The Neon. neon. Thank you, Mother Wimbus. Thank, Thank you, Mother, Mother Wimbus. Wimbus. Thank you, Yonder Thank Toad. Thank you, Yonder, Yonder Toad. Our show is getting unwieldy. <laughs> bus. Thank what? Bus. You want to thank the bus? Yeah. Thank you, bus. Sometimes we do. Good bus, very fast. Thank you, good bus, very fast. Thank you, bus. Thank you, Jackaltown. Thank, Thank you, Jackaltown. Thank you, time travel, big, big rock. Thank, Thank you, time, time travel, travel, big, big rock. rock. Thank, Thank you, Certainton. Thank you, Certainton. Thank you, imaginary boatmen. Thank you, imaginary boatman. Thank you, Cricket, the worst intern. Thanks, Cricket. No thanks. <laughs> Ruin this recording. We're what the folklore. That's how it works. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.